Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Return of War podcast. Uh, more player breakdowns coming your way. Today is a very special day. It's the one that everyone's been waiting for. Mr. Alexander Len, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please round of applause. His name is o- Olex- Alexi. 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 Actually, not Alexander. O-L-E-K-S-I-Y. Alexi. Alexi Len. Alexi Len. Um, and that's about the podcast, right? That's, that's the only thing. I hope, Thank it, you I hope you all appreciated it. All uh, please it. make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Yeah. And, uh, that's all we really have to say. Uh, no, but seriously, we're gonna. This is probably going to be one of our shorter ones. Um, no secret that Alex Len was not the key to the Kings' success this season, and also was not a big reason why they uh, failed yet again. But nonetheless, we are here to talk about Alex Len for as long as we possibly can. Um, I mean, just first, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say Alex Len 2021-22 season? Um, is there anything memorable for, for you? The first thing that comes to mind when I think about Alex Len, period, is just the fact he's a top five pick. For sure. And I believe he was drafted ahead of our, our good friend Ben McLemore. Uh, and that loaded 2013 draft for Anthony Bennett went number one. So I, I think back to Alex Len and the Suns, and you know, when the Kings acquired him the first time, Back in 2019, 2020, he actually played really well for them. And I think that's why I was kind of excited for when they re-signed him this this season. He he was good in 2019, 2020, over 15 games with the Kings. Six points, six rebounds. He was averaging a block per game. I think he was playing a lot for them before they went to the bubble and, and failed in the bubble. But um, after kind of spinning his wheels a little bit there in, in Washington uh, later on in, in 2021, Kings re-up with him. Signed him to a two-year deal worth about a hair under $8 million. Uh, I was expecting him to come in and be the backup center. And he didn't really ever produce like a backup center. He kind of wasn't even really in the rotation for most of the year. He was in the rotation until about Christmas. And then we didn't really see much of him for the rest of the season. So um, I'm I'm in the camp that... I'm disappointed in Alex Len's season, not because I expect him to be this great, big, difference-making big, but I, I think that when you look at the Kings' team and their centers as, as like the, the entire roster, Damian Jones, Rashawn Holmes, Alex Len, Sabonis, I'd say half of them underperformed this year. Alex Len and Rashawn Holmes are those two that underperformed, and Damian Jones ended up coming back and taking Alex Len's spot at a certain point, and he became the backup center. So I am not thrilled with Alex's performance, uh, six six points and four rebounds looks good over only, you know, I think he played 17 minutes per game last season. Um, I have right here, he played 16 minutes per game last season. But, you know, the Kings just needed that a, a kind of a different type of backup big. Is that kind of how you feel the same way? Or did you kind of think, you know, I didn't expect much from him in the first place, so it doesn't really matter? Because he was signed to be the backup center. Yeah, I don't know how much he was really expected to play. Um, I definitely came in expecting him to be a, like a, a spot kind of player where I feel like I talk about this all the time, but, you know, the the bigs of the, the Jonas Valanciunas, the Steven Adams, those kind of guys of the world, uh, when the Kings get matched up with the Joel Embiid or something like that, for him to come in and, and give good minutes against those guys, I think that's kind of the most they were expecting. Uh, I hope at least because at this point, I mean, Alex Len – um, you know, yeah, you said it. He was a top five pick. We we know who Alex Len is at this point. He is not uh, somebody that you can expect 
anything from really that isn't given to him. Um, and that's pretty much what he was. I mean, he, he played in stretches. Um, I, I don't have it in front of me, his game log, but um, it seemed like he I could never you. really get, you know, eight to ten consecutive games in a row, which is probably about right for where he is in his career at this point. Um, I don't really know what I expected to see from him. It was interesting to see him try and stretch the floor this season. I think if he can be a 36, 37% three-point shooter on one attempt per game, that could definitely be something interesting that could add to Alex's usefulness. But um, to be honest right now, I mean, he's kind of just a guy who mucks up the paint and uh, isn't really a good fit for this team. I think when he was a good fit, like you said, in his first stint, um, is because the Kings really hadn't had anyone like that in a very long time. Someone like, wow, I'm really going to throw it back here, like an Aaron Gray who was just a big body. Wow, um, that is a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Uh, Cole Aldrich? Yeah, but Cole didn't play much. Like, he had a big I dunk, remember um, Jerry Reynolds used to always bring out bring up uh, Aaron, Gray's, Aaron Gray's screening ability. And, uh, he was a big dude. He was. I mean, he was just a massive I'm man, and like, it was tough to get around him. Uh, and I think that's where Alex was the most useful, especially with De'Aaron Fox, when he could set really good picks for him. I think De'Aaron uh, definitely benefited from it. But, um, you know, it it was just – I don't really think there was any time this season when uh, I felt like Alex Len was unlocking something about this team, which he probably shouldn't, you know, be expected to do anything like that because he's, you know, he's, he's Alex Len. You're bringing him in at best to be a backup center. But um, I could really – just do without him. I mean, you saw what kind of impact Damian Jones was able to have in his, um, you know, in his spot starts that he had uh, more towards the end of the season. Um, I just think that there's more athletic, more versatile big guys that you can get more out of than Alex Len these days. He's kind of a, a dinosaur. Check this out. Aaron Gray, seven foot two seventy. <laughs> Alex Len, seven foot two fifty. Mm, so Aaron's even bigger. Similarities here. Yeah. Uh, look, Alex Len wasn't a difference maker, like I said, but he, he did have a couple good stretches, uh, looking at his game log. He, like you said, he didn't play, he he was in the rotation, out of the rotation, kind of like Mo Harkless we talked about last week. The Kings rotation, as all rotations do, uh, it, it fluctuates, things change, things are a revolving door for some positions, and, uh, the Kings starting small forward, or I'm sorry, power forward was one that rotated a lot, Mo Harkless got some time there. And the Kings' backup center position was one that rotated a lot, whereas uh, Alex Len and Damian Jones got their fair share of opportunities there. But Alex Len, his best stretch was a five-game stretch. Uh, it was January 4th through 10th. And he averaged 10.8 points, 8.4 rebounds, 51% from the field, over 21 minutes per game. So that was pretty much – and I, I remember that that stretch, too. I'm looking at it right here. How many games was that? Uh, that was a five-game stretch oh, okay, yeah. from January 7th through the 12th. Excuse me, the date's wrong. Uh, but he had three games in a row where he had 10 rebounds. That was against Denver, Portland, and Cleveland. All losses, mind you. Um, back-to-back double-doubles against Denver and Portland. I remember he kind of got to get rolled out there and match up with Nikola Jokic because Damian Jones kept getting basically – schooled by Jokic. It was kind of tough to watch, actually. But that's what the Kings signed him for, to be a guy, a big body who they brought in, kind of on a matchup-by-matchup basis. And that was, I guess, useful at some times, but it just isn't really the the, the situation. The Kings aren't really in a situation to have a guy 
they're not a winning team to say, hey, here's a guy, go go get him. Like I know most teams need a guy like that, but Alex Len to me seems a guy who'd fit on, um, you know, on the Milwaukee Bucks, the the Clippers. I think team. the Warriors could use someone like him, just so, a big body to, to stand in the paint. Bealitz is playing that yeah. right now for for Golden State, which I noticed watching the game the other night. He isn't the Bealitz that we saw in the Kings. He is just plugging the paint. That's not really his game. He's a stretch four. So Alex Len. What does he have left on his contract? I think he has $3.9 was what I I was talking to Jay Mars this morning about it. He has $3.9 on the books. That's two hundred k more than he made last year. Uh, He's an expiring deal on a movable contract. That's why Monty McNair made these moves. He signed Alex Len uh, to a four-year per – about $4 million per year. Terrence Davis, $4 million per year. Mo Harkless, $4 million per year. These guys are very flexible, and they can be included in deals – um, to to move on bigger players like Harrison Barnes or Sean Holmes, uh, maybe a Justin Holiday if a team wanted to take back a shooter and you can get get a big with it as well for maybe a second round pick or a low end first round pick something like that. You never know. Probably not a first round pick. That's me being ambitious. Chris, let me ask you this: Did Alex Len exceed, meet, or fall short of expectations, or do you not have any expectations on your end at all? Um, I could just be remembering wrong, but I don't think I had any expectations about. I I should go listen back to like our preseason, yeah, pod. preseason. But I, if I remember correctly, um, I don't remember ever thinking Alex Len was going to be a crucial part of this team or anything more than kind of what he ended up being this year. Um, I would say he probably underwhelmed expectations. Um. There was a world, I guess, where if the Kings played well, he could have been a useful piece um, against those big guys that we mentioned. But I think Alex is kind of a luxury piece and somebody that would be nice if that was like a single hole that the Kings were trying to fill. Um, But as we saw, the problem with the Kings this year was not a single problem. It was multiple holes that they were constantly trying to patch up. And as they filled one, another one would open. And uh, yeah, I mean, Alex just Alex is a very has a very to to quote Liam Neeson, he has a very particular set of skills. Um, and is that though, taken or Ted? Taken. Well, that, I guess yeah, he, they do do it in, in Ted I'll as well. These, yeah, they say tricks are for kids. <laughs> the movie is great. Uh, Ted I, is Ted is. I'm a big, I feel like Ted gets a bad rap. I'm no? a big Ted guy. People. Yeah. Someone was hating on. I think my girlfriend was hating on. It. I'm like, no, she likes that movie. I'm sorry. Someone I was talking to hates that movie. And I don't really understand why. Yeah, maybe the second one, but the first one. Second one's not great. No, nah, yeah. Except for the, the, good, the improv scene. Yes. I, well, yes. We can't say that on here. But no. Go check out Ted. Shout out check Seth out Mc, Ted. Shout out Seth MacFarlane. Shout out Alex Len. I have a question for you, Frank. What's um, up? I'm just looking at the different lineup combinations that Alex Len was in this year. Yes. Um, so they do it on uh, per 100 possessions, uh, plus minus. There are three positive. Net per 100 lineups, two-man lineups with Alex Len. It's Alex Len and one other player. He has three positive, uh, positive. Uh, Is it a guard? Points per possession. Uh, there are one guard. One guard, two forwards. I guess all three people that are in that lineup? So it's, it's three separate combinations. It's Alex and huh, Alex and huh, Alex and huh. Had positive per 100 plus minus. Is Buddy healed? No. Buddy is in his 
four-man combination? Um, Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless is one. Guard. This is very random. Like I don't guard. Yeah. That yeah. Guard. Why am I blanking right now? I don't know. Not De'Aaron Fox. Not De'Aaron Fox. That yeah, it's got to be. Obvious. It's got to be a bench guard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Technically a bench guard. Davion Mitchell. No. Who? Who? Dante DiVincenzo oh my God. was his best partner, uh, plus 4.3 points per 100 possession. Uh, Mo Harkless, 4 points per 100 possession. Marvin Bagley. Shut Alex up. Len and Marvin Bagley had a positive plus 1.8 per 100 possession. Uh, so, and Alex Len's best four-man lineup was Alex Len, Davion Mitchell, Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton. Played 92 minutes together, had a plus 3.9. I might That's throw up in So what you're saying is the Kings should bring back Marvin Bagley to make the situation <laughs> work much. with Alex Len. Pretty much. Um, but what that points out to me is that really, again, kind of like I said initially, Alex didn't really help any anybody on the team do better, I think. Um, yeah. It was unfortunate, but he just didn't really have chemistry with this hey. team. Yeah, I mean, I agree, which is why my expectations were, I will say, like, I think I said he was a little disappointing. I'll say, like, it's a little below me in fall short. It's in the more fall short just because of, I, I do think the Kings, I mean, I believe they paid him maybe a chunk of the MLE or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was something kind of like that. I do remember something that. interesting. They kind of tweaked that, the, the contract stuff. Four million's not, not pennies, and I think that the Kings really did envision him being, um, that backup force he was in, in 2019, 2020, when they, before they went to the bubble, when they were playing really good basketball. But Rashawn Holmes, obviously it didn't work out with him. He got the injury. The injury bug bit him. The Kings decided that they had to kind of make a swing for the fences move. They go get DeMontis Sabonis. That kind of pushes everybody back, including Rashawn Holmes. He probably will get moved this offseason. I think that Damian Jones is a player the Kings like a lot. I mean, right now Damian Jones is out having – Having wine with with the guys out in, in, in vineyards, and he's he's been with the team all summer to this point. So all off season, it's not really summer yet. You know, it's not even summer for like a yeah, week. Technically, yeah. Whatever. They ain't, they, ain't, they ain't changed that by the way. June, sh- the whole month of June should be a summer month, but that's that's a different dis- discussion. The seasons are stupid. Um, but I digress. I I I will be surprised. Which is the last question? Will he will he be back next year? I'll be very surprised if he's back next year. Yeah. Like I I, I think that Damian Jones. The Kings are going to try to keep him. They have Sabonis. They have Namish Keita. They seem pretty set to that extent. Maybe yeah. they try to bring in a different Alex Len, quote unquote, backup backup center. So I don't know. I I, I think he'll be a guy that if, if the Kings make a trade, which I believe they will make trades this off season, mm-hmm. I would be stunned if Alex Len and Mohark was both are not included in in some of these deals, those tradable contracts. Yeah, it'll, they'll definitely be throw-ins. It'll just be, to me, a matter of if those if if the Kings end up making those trades. Um, obviously, it's been it, the new year, new league year hasn't even started yet. But um, it, it's you know, I, I I don't know if the Kings will necessarily feel like it's a priority to ship those guys off. So I think there's a potential that that he does stay next year just because he's on a very eatable. You know, you can eat that four million dollars and not play him pretty easily. It's not going to kill you. Um, but uh, I would hope, I, I would say, I would hope that he's not on the team next year just because I think he can be uh, of more use elsewhere on a different team. Um, something I want to bring up, too, that I it just, it like literally just popped into my mind. Something I think probably the biggest Alex Len storyline this season um, mm-hmm. was the fact that he's born in Ukraine, from Ukraine, 
Um, I think one of two uh, Svi, NBA players, Svi, Svi Mikhailuk, I think, yeah. is the other one. Wow, you, you nailed the name. Knew it, dude. I, yeah, I was a big Svi this guy. This guy knows ball. Um, yeah, they, they're the only two Ukrainian-born players in the league, and uh, obviously there was huge, huge, huge turmoil in, in Ukraine right now. We all know what's going on. Ongoing. Um, still ongoing. Um, that was literally, I think, happened with a month and a half or two months uh, remaining in the season. Yeah, it was near the end of the season. And, uh, yeah, you know, that probably would have been a, a really big time for Alex to try and get some minutes, maybe try and you know, show out for another team or something. And I don't know if, uh, if he had a deal with the team of just like, Hey, like, let me, let me get my mind right or something. But I do remember after that happening, waiting for him to kind of come in and get some minutes. And it, it took him, took him some time for them to actually play him. So, um, I just want to say like with the whole caveat of everything we're saying, like who knows what was going on in his head throughout the season and, and how that affected his play. And, um, I'm sure he used basketball as an escape from all of that, and you know he tried to uh, block all of that out as much as possible. But uh, we would not be doing him service if we did not mention the fact that that was probably on his mind at points throughout the no, playing season. That definitely was something I, I thought about a lot too. And you know, obviously, we we heard what Alvin Gentry and some of the guys said, said around him, and they, mm-hmm. how they were going to rally around him. Uh, I believe he said his family, Alvin Gentry said his family did make it out okay, which mm-hmm. that's great to hear. Huge. But he he did not play much after that. He from from the beginning of late February, beginning of March, through the end of the season, he only played in one, two, three, four, six games, and only two of those games he played more than ten minutes. So yeah, um, he played very sparingly. I'd imagine the Kings probably tried to, to you know I know basketball is an escape, and I'm sure being around the guys enough in, in that kind of a family sure. environment was enough to give him that that avenue. But uh, he did not play much during that final stretch of the season, and and they they probably didn't want to push him and, and let him. Mm-hmm. deal with that situation the way that he could. Yeah. Know? So I uh, don't know if he'll be back next season, but, I mean, obviously wish, wish him well, especially with everything that's going on over in the Ukraine. Uh, I don't know. I was going to ask you a question about who will be that, <laughs> that third that third center yeah. next year then. Could it be Kata? But yeah. that might be a discussion for, for the Kata pod or, yeah, I or think... free agent centers that are out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, that's the thing. Like, do mm-hmm. the Kings – can they? That's like the question we're talking about with Harrison Barnes. It's if if the Kings are going to move Harrison Barnes, what we talked about in the last pod, they have to replace him with someone that's better than, um, or as good as or better. If the Kings need to stock a center deep in the bench, if if no trade comes up and they there's no financial implications that you need to include Alex Len, maybe he isn't the worst person to have deep on the bench. For but sure. Point is the roster needs to be upgraded. Yeah. The roster the Kings have is not good. They were not a good team. Mm-hmm. Sources confirmed the team was not good. <laughs> so things have to change. Obviously, the coaching staff's brand new. Uh, that's a start. The, the, the Kings, we're going to have a lot of we – try, we try to not timestamp these, but the draft hasn't happened yet when, yep. we, when we record this, and we'll see what happens when that happens. But um, questions will be answered. But right now, Alex Len, if I had to put my – you know, if I were a betting man, yeah. I'd bet that he will if. be – if, big if – I would say he, he will be included in a in any deal this offseason. I I would think so. I mean, you know, you could any team can use a big guy like Alex. Um you never know when you're going to need somebody like that when you're going to need that kind of size and I think, you know, he did at points I remember help the Kings um when they were struggling during the game of of just rim protection and and having a big body down there. Um Alex definitely can provide that. 
He's got some shocking athleticism for sure. He's able to get off his feet, and uh, I think he moves pretty well for a guy his size. So it's not that he is a completely useless, stiff NBA player. He's um, He's got some tools for sure. It's just a matter of uh, finding a team that's going to really need what he does. And uh, I think the, there is a situation, I think, next season where the Kings could use uh, someone like Alex, someone use someone with his size, especially if they're going to run Sabonis at center. Um, there will for sure be times when Domas just isn't big enough, and uh, I don't think Damian Jones is strong enough. But uh, yeah, I just I think he would. I can't. I wish I could have a more specific team that I think he would uh, he would fit on. But you know, maybe if if Utah ships off a Gobert or something, they mm-hmm. could use someone like him. I mean, he's better than Hassan Whiteside. He, I, I definitely agree with that. I think yeah. at the moment he's a more useful. You know, Hassan we saw will put up stats even this season if you look at the numbers. Hassan's going to have better numbers than him. But um, personally, I think Alex Len is a more uh, versatile piece than than Hassan Whiteside is at this point. So I definitely think there's place for him to be in this league. I would say, um, you know, especially in the past, the Kings have had a roster full of players that probably wouldn't be in the NBA regardless, you know, if they weren't on the Kings, but uh, Alex, I wouldn't put as, as one of those guys. I mean, I, I think he's still 28 years old. I think he's um, yeah, 28. He's still pretty young and he, he definitely still shows some youth in his play. Um, I'm pretty sure, pretty confident in saying he's done developing, but, um, like I said earlier, I think if he can develop that three point shot to be, I don't know if he can hit, yeah, if he can hit near, Half of, you know, yeah. Well, so his career, he's a 33% three-point yeah. shooter. Not awful. Mm-hmm. The most attempts he's ever taken in a season. Uh, he chucked a little bit there in Atlanta, 204. He only attempted 21 for the Kings. Granted, he played in 39 games mm-hmm. for the Kings, but uh, in Atlanta, he shot 36% from three and was, a, by all means, a stretch five. Yeah. 77 games. That's, that's mm-hmm. 36%. Uh, from he can the f- make half a three a game. Yeah, and fr- from the, from the field, he shot fifty percent, and that's a fifty percent thirty. He had a great year in Atlanta, mm-hmm. so um, that's probably why Monty, not Monty McNair, Vadi Dibots at the time traded for him. Yeah. Uh, by the way, happy birthday, Alex! And his birthday is on June sixteenth. We're wow. uploading this on June fourteenth. He'll be twenty nine years old. And lastly, on the basketball reference homepage, I looked at our. We haven't done the basketball reference roulette in a while. Two of them. Jeff Horn. Jeff Hornis. Hornacek, excuse me, I almost called him Hornacek. Uh, his nickname, according to Basketball Reference, Horny. Oh. There you go, Horny Hornacek. Anyways, anything else? Um, no, I've got some things to say about Jeff Hornacek. Okay. But, um, no, that's about it. Um, okay. Yeah, shout out Alex Len. Um, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I don't think have we is next one Jeremy Lamb. Oh yes, let's tee that up. I am very excited for the Jeremy Lamb podcast. If you want, if you're that excited for it, we'll just do Jeremy Lamb next week. I'm so excited for it. I just want to have the conversation. I, I'm very intrigued why you're so excited about it, but you know, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm excited Jeremy, about it. It is actually Jeremy Lamb for not. We will not be talking much about Jeremy Lamb and the Jeremy Lamb one, but I am very excited for what we are going to talk it's about. It's actually Jeremy Lamb. So Beautiful. Next week, uh, that will be June 21st. Beautiful. We'll see you for Jeremy Lamb. See you for Jeremy Lamb, y'all. Can't wait. <laughs>